everybody welcome back to the four years podcast i'm julia today maya will not be joining us she is unfortunately sick at home but today we have two seniors yay i have molly olson she's double majoring in human resources development and communications and kai glorious <laughs> wait how do you pronounce your last name again glorioso kai glorioso <laughs> he is double majoring in communications and political science so I want to start off with Molly. Um, can you tell me a little bit what you got involved in during your time in HPU? I think the main thing that kind of took over the majority of my HPU experience was being an RA um, or a CA as they call it here, a community advisor, basically like an advising figure that lives in the dorms that kind of helps out freshmen and, and anybody who lives on campus really. but. Mostly freshmen. Would you recommend it to people? Um, no. Um, here's the thing. It was it was really useful, and I think I learned a lot of skills. I learned my love for HR because that's what I'm going to be going into for grad school. But at the same time, I think that it caused a lot more trauma and pain than it was worth. Um, not to be dramatic, but you know, but that's how it happened. It, it's give and take, you know. Like it's give and take. And Kai, I know you to- you have a totally different experience. You want to tell me about some of your experiences at HPU? Yeah, so a lot of my experiences have kind of revolved around academic, like extracurricular activities related primarily to communications. Even though I'm a political science major, very little. Um, I've done very few things outside of school on that. But my biggest thing that I was a part of was the HPU debate team. Um, I've been a part of that since freshman year. Uh, even during COVID, we were having Zoom meetings, keeping up on it. And then also I've done an internship for communications at Aloha United Way here in Honolulu. And you were also the captain of the debate team, right? Yes, I was the captain of the debate team. It was a bit difficult because that was during COVID. So it was hard to be captain without tournaments really to go to. Um, but yeah, I was really happy to be captain while I guess I say while I was at HPU because we're so close to yes. graduating at this point, but it was a really, really good experience. Okay. I also had an internship, but just less important. <laughs> okay. Do you want to? Okay. Maybe we should go around the table because we all did internships. Um, Moni, you want to start off first? What internship you did and what your experience was? Because I think a lot of people want to know about what internships are really like and if you have any advice to give to them. Yeah, my internship I did in the thick of COVID in fall 2020 at Summit Media Productions. Pro- promotions? Summit? Summit you Media? did promotions. <laughs> I did. I did. Ugh. I did promotions at Summit Media and here in Hawaii. It's basically the company that's behind a bunch of major radio stations. And it was fun. Sometimes it was also not so fun, others. But it was it was a lot of busy work, which realistically that's all you can do in a internship to a certain extent. So lots of like making flyers and stuff like that. Honestly, it was a good experience. It wasn't my favorite, but like I learned, so that's the important part. I remember you telling me as you're going through it, you're like, this is a good experience, but you the you learned you don't wanna do like creatives necessarily. Yeah. I, I hate creative stuff. It's, I don't know, I'm a creative person outside of school, but when it comes to sitting down and like making anything like that, when it comes to presentations, 
flyers, anything. I hate it. Uh, it's not anything, and I feel like that's what internships are for, to learning what you like and what you don't like. Definitely. And then Kai, you said you interned at Aloha United Way, and you told me in the past that it's a lot of creative work, right? Yeah, it was a lot of creative work. So, <clears throat> so I was in their marketing and communications department while I was interning. So that was a lot of work on social media, creating posts, creating flyers, and then also looking at uh, like web analytics to see what posts are gathering traction um, and on what social media sites because we have multiple channels. But uh, it was similar to Molly, a lot of creative work, a lot of Photoshop uh, to just like build flyers and stuff like that from scratch. I actually, I'm not great at the creative side of things, but it is something that I would like to get a lot better at because it's something that I actually do genuinely enjoy. Um, but it's, I think it's a really good skill to have and it's easy to start learning Photoshop skills and creative work. And I think we're going to see more jobs requiring that kind of creative work. Um, it's not the easiest skill. That's, I will say that it's fairly difficult. That's true. Um, did you have any other internships or? Um, in the past, I did have a smaller internship with a local politician. Um, that was more just of a smaller on the side thing. I think I got one or two credits, maybe three, I don't know. I got a little bit of credit for it, but it wasn't quite as involved as Aloha United Way. Mm -hmm. And it's something that at the time was pretty fun, but I don't know, uh, political internships and political work just is so depressing sometimes. It's not really fun. I like to do something fun. That's I think why I like the creative side of things is, you know, get those creative juices flowing and actually creating something that you're really proud of. Would you recommend it for students to do internships as like a credit? Because for students who don't know, um, yes, they do as a practicum. No, practicum. Yes, yeah. as a practicum to credit as to graduate, but you can also do it as like one, two, a three credit course, which I did. Do you think it was worth it for you? I think so. Um, I think there's certain things that no matter how good your classes are, there's certain things you don't learn until you're actually on site working with people in the field. So even if it's an internship, you end up not liking that much, you're not getting that much out of. At the end of the day, you're still getting experience in the field. It's something you can put on a resume and it gives you ideas of something you may not like, or in the case of like Aloha United Way with me, something you end up really liking and would love to do more of. Yeah, I totally agree. I had like three internships. Um, partially because I wanted to, other because I was one credit short from graduating. So instead of taking um, an extra course, I decided to do a one credit um, for an internship, and that's like 40 hours. So my first internship, I did Summit Media, also at, but not same time as Molly, but I did it after Molly because Molly recommended me and it was really fun but definitely I did not want to do promotions but I learned a lot from it and shout out to Stacy I thought she did a good job in trying to mentor us then I worked at Becker Communications as a PR firm I did all the digital media kind of like what you did but you did more like Photoshop I did more like Canva I love Canva shout out to Canva <laughs> Canva is great Canva is like if you haven't gotten the ability to take a Photoshop class, Canva's like all the things you can do with Photoshop, simplified to make it super easy, super quick, and look really good. Whereas Photoshop, you put a ton of work into it and it still might not look really good. Everything on Canva just looks really good. Like they have all those like pre-made things that you can use and it just, it's, it's such a great website. I love Canva. I agree. I will say though, 
Canva ruins you because then you're like going through your life on a daily basis and you're like, I've definitely used that template before. Oh, cool. Yep, I've used that one before. Or at least when you use it as much as I did, especially while I was an RA. That was an everyday situation, so. Yeah, um, yeah. I was surprised that they use Canva too, but not everyone in there is uh, come from graphic design. They come from marketing, communication background, or business background. And so they also use Canva and I wasn't really frowned upon. They also had Photoshop too, but Canva is just easier sometimes. So I learned a lot about digital media and PR and how to work with different people. And then my last internship was at Pacific Edge Magazine. That's like alumna here from um, HPU. She actually did her like senior thesis on top of a magazine, I think. And then Dr. Har, who is the director of our program, told her to like, you can really make this into a real business. And she created a magazine and it still runs today. So that was pretty amazing. And I got to learn from her and I got for 40 hours, I got one credit and I thought it was worth it. Oh yeah. Do you guys have any advice for people who are looking for internships? I think for me, it's, it was really important not to get hung up on what it, the exact internship was. Because I think a lot of people, like, I know one of my best friends who's already graduated, she had a problem where she, like, applied to a bunch of internships, but she didn't really like any of them. So it took her forever to choose one, and then all the good ones were gone. Um, I went into it, and I accepted the first one I got. And honestly, it ended up being a pretty good experience. One thing I would like to add is that I got really into project management there because like there were things that needed to be done. They needed somebody who knew how to use Excel to do them. So that's kind of what I ended up doing a lot during my time at Summit. And I obviously I'm going to grad school for that now. So like that's yeah. true. Yeah. I think I'd also add on just to not be afraid to apply for internships. It's kind of like a job where you might get so caught up worrying about how good your resume looks or if it's going to be a good fit that you don't end up applying when really you should just apply to all of the ones you want like you never know if you'll hear back from them from them or not but the worst thing that can happen is you don't hear back from them so you might as well apply to anything that interests you like it's a great opportunity and even if it's not the perfect fit it's worth applying for and worth trying to check out like there's nothing quite like an internship and it really gets you that real world experience i agree and one thing that one of our teachers told us is that there's no such thing as a bad internship even if you didn't like your advisor or you didn't like the internship itself, you didn't like the work, you still learned a lot and you learned you don't like this. And so when you look for a job afterwards, you learn to avoid certain things to maybe you don't like the creative thing, you don't do project management or you actually political science is not as interesting as you thought it would be. Maybe you want to get more into communications. So I think no matter what, there is no bad internships and you should do at least one before you graduate. Many college students pick up side hustles and create their own small businesses. Mia Blanchett has her own blog about mental wellness, sustainability, and lifestyle. Additionally, she has her own Etsy shop, Perfectly Pinay, where she creates stationery and crafts. Find her on Instagram at Mia Blanchett, that's M-I-A-B-A-L-I-N-G-I-T, to learn more.
so what is serious plans for after you graduate? What are you guys doing? Sure. Um, so I'm staying here at HPU. Um, I'm going to start in the fall um, our Masters of Arts in Strategic Communications. Um, so I'm really excited, looking forward to that. I'm really excited to go more in depth into a lot of the stuff that I've learned um, in our bachelor's program. Because bachelor's programs a lot of time are very surface level and master's programs, at least as far as I've heard, go a lot more in depth into specific things. And I'm really excited to see that. Um, and then of course we have such great professors in the communications department. Like I'm excited to have them for two more years. Um, besides that, I'm looking for a new job. I work in a retail store now part-time and I want to start looking for something with my degree. So Kai, can you tell me a little bit about the journey and how you decided to, how you figured out what you wanted to do afterwards? Um, it's kind of a lengthy journey, but I'll try and condense it really short. So when I came into college, I came in with a major in political science and a minor in speech communications because I did a lot of like high school speech and debate, eventually turned that into a major and started investing more and more time into it. But for a long time, I wanted to go into law school instead. Um, and it hit a certain point, especially during COVID, I think, where I realized that I wanted to do something that was more fun, that made me happy, that wasn't just like a good paying job or a ton of extra years of school for something that's super stressful. Um, and I know people that did go into law school and just absolutely love it. If you think that's what you should go for, absolutely go for it. But it started to hit me that I didn't think it was for me. And I want to do something more creative and a lot more fun that used a lot more of communication skills too. Um, and so after that point is when I really started uh, putting a lot more time into communications. Class came back in person post COVID. Uh, I picked up the internship at Aloha United Way. I did a smaller survey project in one of my lower level research classes. I'm doing a major survey project for the university symposium that is going to be in like two weeks. So if you're listening to this, you should come and watch my presentation at the symposium. Um, uh, and I realized that I really like doing like survey research and stuff like that. And so that's part of like where I got to where I am now is that, you know, just trying different things and finding something that I end up really loving and working to make a career and career and education moves out of something that I actually really enjoy doing and really love. Mm, that's really nice to hear. And Molly, what about you? What's your plans afterwards? Well, I'm going to Cornell University in the fall in Ithaca, New York. Um, so that's that's my big plan. And I'm. it's a little bit stressful, but I'm really excited. I'm gonna be majoring in, I'm gonna be a part of their master's program for industrial labor relations. Um, it's a two-year program. I'll be up there for the two years and hopefully then I'll go to New York City and start with a company um, as a project manager, hopefully, so yeah. How, how did you decide that's what you wanted to do? Again, much like Kai, it's kind of, it's, it's a long, winding story but basically I came in with a major in calm not really knowing what I wanted to do just kind of going for it I took an HR class found out that that's where my heart is and that's where everything clicks for me so I went for that and then about a year ago I had always had the idea of grad school in the back of my mind but mostly in a way where it's like <laughs> imagine and then last year I was like, wait, like, so what am I gonna do? Like, what's, what's the plan? And then I started looking around and I was like, well, 
I've always wanted to go to an Ivy League. Let's see if I apply now. Let's see how that works. So, and I just applied and I applied late at that. Um, I didn't apply until February um, and I still got in somehow. So don't do that if you're listening. Please apply early and apply to a lot of schools. I was really playing with fire there, but yeah, it worked out, so. And I remember you were telling me you were also applying to jobs afterwards and and then, but somehow this worked out better and yeah. you know, things just kind of fell into place for you. Truly, like honestly, I went from having no plans about a month and a half ago to like, I, I have a lease in the, on an apartment. I'm, I know which car I want. I know like how my life is going to be going maybe for the next few months. So yeah. Well, you guys have definitely have a lot more to figure out than I do because all I know is I'm not going to grad school. If I do, whoever in the future is going to hire me, if they're going to pay for me to go back to grad school, that's awesome. Well, that's not going to happen. But um, honestly, and Molly, I know you're laughing at me, but it's true. <laughs> honestly, I'm just trying to look for a full-time job. And I actually have an interview tomorrow, which oh, I'm kind of excited yay. about. I don't really know too much <clears throat> about them. Actually, I know a lot, but yet nothing at all. So I'm really excited to go in to talk to them, to hear about what they have to say. And then I just had a class with interpersonal communication about interviews. And now I'm all subconscious about like how I'm going to get the handshake and am I shaking? Am I clicking my pen? I don't know. Am I giving up eye contact? Am I not giving up eye contact? But I was not thinking about that ahead of time. And so I basically told Dr. Chong thanks a lot for making me nervous and she kind of just laughed. Honestly, that's, that's about the way she goes about things. She's pretty awesome. Anybody listening, if you can take a class with Dr. Chuang, Dr. Lisa Chuang in the comm department, do it. Yeah, definitely. This is just gonna turn into a podcast about being fans of her. Honestly. She's just awesome. I love her so much. I do. I, she makes the most boring classes, really entertaining, and I love it. So, yeah. But I do think that also brings up a good point that a lot of people, I think, believe that you need some sort of like specialized degree. Like you need to get a master's degree or you need to go to law school. And I think that's a big misconception because it's admittedly a lot of money that a lot of students probably don't have. Um, And the way I see it is if you're going to go to any sort of education after graduating, you should have an idea or a reason to do that. If you have a reason to go to like Cornell, I know you have a really good reason we can always get into later. Um, or you want to get like some sort of specialized training for like me in strategic communications, but it's by no means a requirement. And if you don't think you need it or don't have a good reason to, you shouldn't feel pressured to spend tens of thousands of more dollars on a degree. Like you already have a bachelor's degree, like you're qualified to work. Like, and that's not even like the only thing that qualifies you for work, but like you should be proud of getting that degree and you don't need to constantly feel like you need a higher degree and a higher degree and a higher degree um, because you know, getting a bachelor's degree is something to be really, really proud of. That's a lot of time, a lot of work, and you should be proud of that. You can get jobs with it. I totally agree, and that's exactly the reason why I'm not going to grad school. I talked to many professors and many people who mentored me and then I interned with and worked with, and they all told me, like, if I want to go into advertising and the communication field, I do not need my master's. They said, like, I can start my own business if I want to do with no experience. They said, whatever you want to do, the sky's the limit. All they're looking forward is to see that you have experience and the more you work, 
hire you if you moved up and if you're willing to put in the work and so i was like yeah i'm not gonna waste my money in going back to school but i think for some people that would be very beneficial so before you make plans after college really figure out what you want what you want and what your goals are and i think if you do have that hindsight that you might not be going to grad school make the most out of your time in your bachelor's program because like julia again you've done three internships like i don't know anyone else personally that has done that and that's giving you a lot of experience that like i i don't have and i'm not nearly as qualified to go into the work field like right now but you are because you did that so like if that's something you kind of that's something you know prepare for it you know don't just be like oh it's fine like the bachelor's alone is fine it is but the more you can do, the better, you know? That's true. You got to really prepare yourself for yeah. whatever is going to come next. Yeah. And talking about preparing, I asked on a social media page and like if they have any questions about senior year. And a lot of people are really nervous about the capstone. And so um, I know you guys, we're, we're all communication majors, but you guys want to talk about your experience as capstones because you and I, you guys are doing different capstones than I am. Yeah. So I think... It's interesting because every degree program is going to have a slightly different type of capstone. But for communications, at least in the capstone that Molly and I are both in, you have two options between doing a meta-analysis paper or a survey analysis paper. And interestingly, Molly's doing a meta-analysis and I'm doing a survey analysis. So you're going to get the, an explanation of both types. Uh, do you want to explain meta-analysis first? or? Sure. Meta-analysis is basically when you as a researcher are looking at a bunch of different sources, um, obviously scholarly, from a topic. Like for me, I'm talking about the knowledge gap and how that applies to underprivileged um, groups. So you take a bunch of studies, you look at them, you find how the information lines up or doesn't line up, and you present it. And you're like, hey, this is what I know. I'm applying it to this artifact, to this group. Here you go, world. <laughs> <laughs> and then as far as like survey analysis goes, it's a pretty similar start to a meta-analysis. Like you still want to do just as much research and preparation. But instead of analyzing some sort of artifact, you're instead creating your own survey, sending it out, getting as many responses as you can. Um, Preferably for uh, probably undergrad surveys, I want to say anything over a hundred responses is a really good like uh, starting point. Um, and then you analyze the results of your survey. You do a lot of the statistics. There's free software you can get on your computer that does all the math for you, which honestly is just like incredible. If it weren't for that, I would not be doing surveys because I cannot do math at all. Um, but yeah, uh, it's something that going into the senior year sounds really scary. And once you get to it, it's honestly, it's gonna be the big, admittedly, the biggest paper you ever write. But I do think, at least in communications, we had a really good setup. Uh, our professors, I think, really prepared us very well. Lisa, of course, prepared us really well. Sterling prepared us really well um, on just how to research, how to write papers. So it's a lot of what you've done before, just on a bit bigger of a scale. Yeah. Um... And adding on to that, I've actually, this is my second capstone I've done. I did one for HR too. And some people, that capstone was really simple. It was really just preparing yourself as kind of a product going into the work field. We did like a, um, a portfolio, LinkedIn page. We beefed up our resumes. We did all that kind of stuff for the capstone. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to do this paper. Well, maybe, 
but you also might have something super simple. Like it really just depends on your major. And this paper, when I started this semester, Julia can testify that I was in a bad place. <laughs> I was not looking forward to the paper, but now here we are 42 pages later, and I can say that it's not the hardest thing I've ever done. Not here, at least. Like, it's fine. Real, yeah. real quick, what do you think, when you're finished writing it, how long do you think your paper's gonna be? Probably 48. That would be my best guess. That's a lot more than mine. <laughs> Realistically, that's if I do everything that I don't have time to do. So probably not that much, but I want it to be 48. Um, I know you guys are doing community, oh, we're all communication majors, but I'm in a slightly different concentration because I told them I wanted to do more like advertising. So I did it with, um, with Manzuli and it, ours was a national competition with NSAP and we had to do basically like an advertising plan for whatever project to give us. I'm not going to say too much about our competition because if I tell too much, they're making disqualified. But basically, this is a giant advertising plan that you do over a whole semester and then you present it and you go against Chaminade. And then if you win um, districts, you go to um, nationals. And so it's been really rough because you have to work with everyone in your capstone. It's one giant big project with the whole class and it is hard because everyone has different types of personalities, different way of working and different approaches on how to approach this capstone. Everyone's different things out of it. So it was really hard. It was really rough. Um, I, I mean, it, it was rough, but we all like each other personally, but we all agree that working with each other can get really hard. But I think it's a really good experience because this is what you would have to do in the real world for advertising. So I don't think you should shy away from this. I don't think it's necessarily hard if you want to just hide in the back. Like you could literally do the bare minimum and hide in the back and still pass. Or you can work really hard like what I did and a lot of people in my group did and you can get recognized in front of like the other professionals in the industry right now. So it's a good door to get into. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode, but I have a quick little announcement to make. We are on Instagram. Our username is four years underscore podcast. Make sure to follow it so you can get updates on our podcast. We ask questions weekly so you can have a chance to participate in our episodes, so make sure to keep an eye out for that. Once again, our username is 4years underscore podcast. Enjoy the rest of the episode. You guys want to like, for those who are really nervous about it, you guys want to say anything to like maybe not scare them? Uh um i think just get started early like as soon as the semester starts for us literally we started on a thursday he was like have your proposal to me by monday and i thought that was crazy but honestly useful like it's not that much work if you break it up over the entire semester like yeah i have 42 pages but like it's a 16 week semester so yeah sure. like i think i never wrote more than probably seven or eight pages for any one assignment and then you just mm -hmm put them all together, edit all of them, and you're done. Um, but also I think just talk to your professors too. Like professors have office hours and not everyone has the best office hours experiences, but I've personally, like when I've sat down one-on-one -on -one with a professor to talk about a paper, 
they're very receptive. I've gotten a lot of really good feedback. And, you know, they were students too, like to, they had to go through this whole same thing that we're doing now. So they're very understanding a lot of times about uh, whether it be due dates or struggling to find information or anything like that. And, you know, it's like, they want you to succeed too, and they'll help you get there. Like, again, like we were talking about earlier, it's very similar to any papers you've written in the past. It's just a little bit longer. That's true. And like you said, you guys broke it down into different parts. So it's not as intimidating. And that's kind of like our capstone too. Um, we break up the competition into different parts. And so the advertising plan, you have the first half that's due to the second half to the presentation. So it's not as intimidating as you would first approach it. But we did it last minute. So that's where we went wrong. And I suggest for the people, don't do it last minute. It Again. can be more worth your time. Get started early. Get like. started early. Okay, so we're almost like the last few weeks of college, then we're Dutch. Yes. How are we feeling right now? Emotions. <laughs> Just Emotions. a lot of them. What about you, Kai? How are you um, feeling? Burnt out. Like, mm. I mean, I've needed to, I want to like finish my paper soon. Like, we still have a couple weeks before it's due, but I want to get it done, just be done with it. And I keep thinking, tonight's the night I'm going to finish up my edits or finish up my research. And then honestly, it's a horrible habit. I've been playing video games. Like all weekend I play video games. And sometimes you need a break. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty burnt out and it's admittedly kind of hard to build up the like drive to finish something right now. I'm within you on that. I have so much things I have to do. But when I get home, I don't have the energy to do anything. On that topic, Julia, how's your list? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so if you listen to the previous podcast, I mentioned that Molly, this is the person I keep bringing up every single episode. She created a list for me to do every single day to follow in order for me to get all my work done and graduate on time. Because I was behind in some of my classes. I'm not a bad student. I just get overwhelmed with a lot of work because I overcommit and say yes to everybody and don't have time to do any of it. And um, I haven't looked at this for a while, but I've been doing the work. Okay. So we hope that I'm on track. If not, then we shall find out if I don't graduate on the day of. <sighs> She keeps saying she's not going to graduate, but I'm going to make sure she graduates because she's, she's, you have to walk with me. I mean, I was told I can walk either way. Exactly. We walked in here together, we're going to walk out together. But whether or not I actually get the diploma on the day I walk is something. <laughs> I think you're, you're going to be fine. Okay, it's just, I, keep, I just have to keep running that joke. And I think senioritis is a really big topic for a lot of people. And my question is, senior senioritis laziness or is it burnout burnout 100 percent. 100 percent burnout like as a senior it's not like you want to be lazy and you know these things are going on and it's like you can see the finish line but it's like you know at a certain point you've been doing this for years and i think it was even worse for us because we all had to deal with like covid so like having to do all that online for like a year um it's just like, you know, I'm so close to being done and I want to be done and I know I have all these things I need to do and I'm not being lazy. I'm just tired. And like the day after I grad, the day after we graduate, I have work. The day after that, I am going to probably just sleep all day and catch up. Oh, I feel you. I haven't had a day off and a day to sleep in in months. I don't even remember. Like since January, 
I had not have a day off to do nothing. So I can't wait. I just feel like I've been suffocating with work for the past month or two. And I can't breathe until I finish. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, my schedule hasn't been that hard this semester, I wouldn't say. But it's just like the mental weight of like everything's coming down to the 16 weeks. Who cares how you did the last three years or last three and a half years? It's this last 16 weeks that you have to make it through, and especially at the beginning of the semester when I didn't have a plan. I was just like, why? Like, this is just too much. But I think finding motivation for me, like being able to be like, OK, I'm going to grad school. It's a really good school, really excited. That helped me energize myself a little bit. But I'm still just burnt out. Like, it's like, OK, we can make it through. But we're making it through by the skin of our teeth right now. <laughs> I think it's almost the worst after spring break. Because like you get back from spring break and you're all energetic. It's like you get a week off, you're so close to the end. And then after like a week or two, you're like, uh, I just want to stop. And then at the very end of the semester, you get like one last little bit of energy. Yeah. So how do you guys approach like mistakes and your failures and like not being able to make deadlines or not being able to be perfect on every assignment versus how you did it? approach it when you're freshman year? Ooh. <laughs> freshman year Molly was a oh. different version of Molly, and I will say the same thing for Kai, but first I'll, yeah. just, I'll just speak on me. Um, Julia can testify to this. I used to be so much more uptight when it came to school. Like, I would, every, I never turned anything in late. Everything was on time, early. I was on top of everything. Now, I'm just like, if it gets in by the end of the semester, that's all we're hoping for. Because I know the thing is, the work is good. I'm a smart person. I know what I'm talking about. But sometimes I don't want to be working on homework at 11 o'clock at night on a Wednesday. That's true. Yeah, I think Julia can also testify to how I was a very different person in freshman year. Um, and I don't really like talking about that because I would. Freshman year Kai was an interesting human being. That being said, I do think one thing I've kind of learned over the four years is that due dates or small failures or even things like being a little late for class in the grand scheme of things mean practically nothing. Like when freshman year, I wanted to meet like every deadline. I wanted to try and overachieve on everything. I wanted to be the best and compete with everyone. And at a certain point you realize it's not, you know, a letter grade a letter grade, but the biggest thing is just graduating. Like if you can graduate and get all of the work done, that's great, but you don't need to constantly go for competitions or you don't need to constantly try and uh, overdo it. And if things are a little late or you roll out of bed a little late one day and you're going to be late for class, like honestly, no one cares. Yeah, it's definitely like in the grand scheme of things, as long as you're trying hard, your professors will see that and respect that. And I know, like, I've turned in many a thing late to my favorite professors, but usually they understand that, like, that's just, that's just a part of it sometimes, and a lot of times they're a lot nicer about it than they I'm just going to pause a little bit. Okay, so I'm going to ask a few more questions, and then we're going to wrap up the whole thing, and then later on, Maya and I is going to record the outro together. Right, Sounds cool. good. Okay, I'm gonna wait for a little bit. I'm gonna clap again. That makes it easier for Maya to edit, I hope. Okay, um, so Kai and Molly, what is the proudest accomplishment at HPU? 
or during your time at HPU? I think for me, my biggest accomplishment has been getting into an Ivy League school. Like that, I've, I have been in unbearable by some people recently because I'm just so excited. Like, oh my God, I'm going, guys. I'm, I get to go to this really cool place with all these smart people. So like, that's one thing where I'm like, yeah, that's, who cares? I got into a good school and that's, that's what we're celebrating. Do you think that HPU did a good job on helping you get there? I think, Overall, yes. Like, I definitely, what I wouldn't have applied had it not been for Dr. Chuang. Um, again, her biggest fan, love her. So, like, her and also Sterling being behind me, who is Sterling Higa, he's a teacher as well. Love him too. He's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think a lot of the aspects of HPU might not have prepared me as well as I would have hoped, but then the really good parts did more than I expected, if that makes sense. Yes, that does. And I'm really proud that you got into an Ivy League grad school. That's been something you've been talking about for a long time. And Kai, what about you? What's your biggest accomplishment um, during your time here? I don't know. I think my biggest accomplishment, I don't know. It's probably, that's actually a really good question. Um, before COVID happened, I know I had a really big accomplishment in on the debate team. I got like multiple top speaker awards at local tournaments. And that's something that, for a long time, I wanted to do uh, since I just love public speaking. I love debate. Um, I've been, you know, on various teams for a long time, and so that was like really gratifying, really rewarding to kind of see all that hard work pay off. And then more recently, I think um, this honestly, this paper, the dissert, the senior thesis symposium paper we're writing, like. I'm admittedly, and I started the semester like, I just want to finish this paper and be, be done. But at this point, I'm actually really, really proud of the way it turned out. Like, just personally, it's like, I feel like this paper is a step up over what I normally do. And I normally try and put a lot of work into my homework and what I do. But I don't know. It's like, it's very personally satisfying seeing something that I've put so much time into pay off in the way it is. Definitely, definitely. I, I agree with that. When it comes to my actual academic work, this paper is miles better than anything I've ever done. Like, because the way Dr. Hart structures the course is he's kind of like, you are going to do the best you possibly can, and then you're going to get the best grade you possibly can. Like, he, he's, he's very much a no, what's the word? He's a no-nonsense type of professor, so he's he he's pretty he's pretty tough. So, but that's also turned our papers into like these really good papers that I feel completely comfortable like presenting at the symposium because I know it's good. Because at this point, how could it not be? <laughs> <laughs>、that I accomplished that, but just really seeing about what I could accomplish after these four years. Because going to my freshman year, I was just like, I, I don't know, I just lacked a lot of self confidence in who I was. Because I was like, I don't think I did anything quite amazing in high school. I did a lot of stuff, but I don't think anything singular was amazing just because of what I did. I thought because the group did really good, but I learned 
the, my capstone doing my advertising project, I was one of the main leaders in there and I saw how amazing I was as a leader and how amazing work I could do with a group of people and how well I work with people and I was amazed how much I actually like group work. Surprising, I really do, and seeing how well I did on all my internships and see how much I accomplished and hearing feedback from people saying like, well, you did a really good job on this project or that project. So I was really proud. And I also ran a club called Her Campus, and it's an online magazine for women, well, made for women. And um, I really met a really good core group of girls who helped run it with me and met a lot of cool people that almost in the club and that created some of the best memories for me because I felt like that was the first time I felt like I had a lot of like good people to support me inside the school and uh, socially and we really had each other's back with um, telling each other about internships, telling each other about classes and um, highly recommend to joining a club because that's some where some of my best memories came from. Um, so what are some of your guys' best memories? I think most of my best memories come from just hanging out with my friends in a very like low-key way. I mean, right now I live on campus, so it's a little bit harder. But especially when I lived off campus, like I had a really cute little apartment that like Julia came over to several times and we, we would hang out and you know, just just being with friends and listening to music, you know, just, it's, it's a good time. And whether that's in my apartment, or if we go to the beach, or like whatever it is, that's the kind of stuff that I know that I'll be looking back on for the rest of my life, because those are formative memories for me. Sure, what about you, Kai? I'd actually pretty similar to you, like with the 18, just like being part of a club is such a gratifying thing, and you meet so many people that just have similar interests to you, that you get to spend a lot of time around outside of class. Like some of my closest friendships are from the debate team and some of my best memories are also from the debate team like before covid we used to travel so we traveled to vancouver we traveled to seattle uh, to compete against other schools it was kind of that bonding time with the team or during covid to kind of help each other with like the isolation aspect of it a uh, small group of us would go hiking all people from the debate team we'd like go hiking together get outside and just spend time with each other and I think especially given that kind of period of just like isolation and being online for everything, that was a really kind of bright light in that time is being able to actually like get together with two or three friends and just go for a hike for the day. Just like, you know, climb a mountain, <laughs> literally, yeah. literally climb a mountain. Uh, I feel like going to school is like climbing a mountain, but climbing the mountain with <laughs> friends, so much better for sure. Um, so we're almost done with college and we're almost done with this podcast. You guys have any last words of advice for these underclassmen? I think for me, one piece of advice I could have really used, especially as a freshman, was to slow down. Like when I got here, I dived headfirst into a lot of things that I couldn't sustain. Like at one point or another, I have been momentarily a part of the debate team, her campus, cab, the Christian student organization that I could not maintain everything and it took me till about my junior year to figure out like you know what it's okay to say no and to step away and to like find things to do outside of school sanctioned activities because I think when you first get here you're scared you're not gonna have any friends that you're not gonna have a group of people to support you but then like eventually you figure out they come like your friend people will come and support you because 
you'll find people who are just like you or at least like you enough to like hang out to be buddies you know <laughs> me and julia aren't just alike but we do hang out a lot <laughs> yes that's true and what about you Kai? i think my advice is actually pretty similar like for all the good opportunities you have and you should join clubs and do internships you shouldn't I don't think join a ton of different things or over schedule yourself, but instead try and, you know, find like two or three things to do that are going to bring, that you can invest your time in. And then also just to enjoy it, like, especially here at HP, like you're in Hawaii, whether you're from here or not, like you're in probably the most, one of the most beautiful places on the planet. And there's an infinite number of things you can do, like enjoy it make good friends use this time to not just learn but to grow as a person and you know take some time every once in a while to just enjoy life enjoy being in hawaii and having you know a couple of friends nearby and you know go eat i don't know ice cream or something like there's a lot of good like sorbet places or food places all over downtown honolulu just like you know live a little I agree. I think that that's something that I had to learn the hard way was to really enjoy the time you have and I enjoy like making new friends, eating at all these different places in town because our campus is in the heart of town. There's so many places you can go and do and really having fun with all the friends you make and I'm really grateful that I got to be friends with both of you guys. I met like maybe my freshman year I think. Freshman year. Freshman year. Yeah. year. I mean definitely freshman year. Freshman year. year. And so, um, oh yeah, it should now be the time when I um, correct you about your freshman year experience. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm an avid listener to the podcast, and I noticed something the first episode. Julia said, "Oh, they didn't do much for our freshman year. They had it planned, though. We had to lock down because of a hurricane." I remember that. Yeah, we had the lockdown, and I see. I came from the mainland. I was on campus, and like I'm from South Carolina. Hurricanes are like basically a daily thing. It's it's just a part of life. But I just remember everything shutting down, and all my roommates who were all from California. Were like, oh my god, we're gonna die. And then the only orientation we got was that first candle lighting ceremony. We met our groups, and like me and Julia met, and we like we're like standing beside each other awkwardly. And then the next day, or like that weekend, after everything got canceled, and the hurricane didn't come, by the way, it, nothing happened. Um, like that Sunday, I think it was, yeah, that Sunday we walked downtown to see where our classes were with our peer mentor, Evan, which he, he's probably not listening to this, but you know, if you are, Evan, you were great. You're cool. He sent us memes. He did. And I never opened the emails <laughs> until like the end of the semester. I was like, oh. I'm sorry. But I did take him off up on that free coffee that time. Yeah, I did get that free coffee. Mm. On my birthday. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Molly, yeah. I think you just enjoy it too much in correcting me. Yeah, I do. It's fun. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> Kai, do you need to correct me on anything else? I don't think I have any corrections for you. Like, this was a lot of fun. I think this was really good for all of the students, you know, whether they're just starting at HPU or, you know, about to come into senior year. This is great. Way to like that information. Uh, also, on I remember that hurricane because we had the candle lighting ceremony and then everything else got canceled. And that was weird because we've had a lot of that summer, we had a lot of hurricanes and they all missed. Yeah. And then that one hurricane like got closer than everything else. So it was the one time we actually locked down. Hurricane Lane. And then, and then it also missed. So. Yeah, that was one thing when I was listening. I was like, that's why she doesn't remember because she was not living on campus and not going through that really strange time where every 15 minutes they were coming over the loudspeakers to be like, we're not evacuating yet. 
Is rolling. that what happened? Because I didn't live on camp. I haven't lived on campus at all. Is that what they were doing? Yeah, basically, if anyone who doesn't know, I can say this because I work for housing. HBO housing isn't the most organized. Um, so when they were faced with a hurricane, it was really interesting as a student. Not gonna lie, it was just like. They kept coming over the loudspeaker to give us the same update every 15 minutes. And when I say loudspeaker, it was directly over my bed. Oh, that's uh, fun. So, that was fun. Admittedly, I don't think we had had the Aloha Tower dorms that long. Because all the dorms for most of, like, for a long time were over on the other side of the island. Yeah. And I think Aloha Tower was still fairly new. Like, a couple, the, a couple years old. Yeah. But there hadn't been a hurricane scare yet. So, that's partially why. They were still working out the kinks. Um, I'm pretty sure they, they're probably still working out the kinks, you know? Um, they, they're getting there. If you dorm here, just go with the flow, you know? If you don't know the answer to the question, you're already right, not either, you know? We're just trying our best. We are trying our best. That's been my motto this entire semester. We are trying our best. And we're doing it. We're graduating. We're, we're graduating. Woohoo! Woo! Okay, well, that's all we have for you today. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to Molly Olsen and Kai... We'll just go with Glorioso. <laughs> Glorioso. Hi, <laughs> Glorioso. Um, thank you for listening and have a good one. Bye. 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 <laughs>